Because maybe it means actually an eye for an eye, and when it's not possible, that the attacker is already blind, he'd be put there. We find this concept by a person who is a trefo who killed a regular person, in which case the trefo will not be put to death because of a technicality that witnesses who testify to the murder can never be said to wanting to put the person to death because he's already legally dead, and as such, they can't become Adam's Zayman. The Shifa Rishmoto the Bray says that the puzzle regarding a person who damaged another person says, Kain Yinosain, should be given by, and giving refers to money. In fact, said the puzzle of Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam also refers to money? Of course not. Mar said they're dashing the extra words. The words Kenya Nosen by are extra, and they come to teach that he's punished by the monetary payment. Yeshiva Rechia taught a b'risa that says, the Pesach says, Yad biyad, which teaches that he's punished with something that's given from hand to hand, which refers to money. In fact, if that's how we dash in these words, how are we to understand the words of Regal Birogel? Mar says they're dashing the extra words of Yad biyad. Abai said we can learn from the yeshiva of Chizkiah that a person who damages another person is punished with monetary payment. They dash and the Pesach says an eye for an eye and a nefesh for a nefesh, a soul for a soul, which teaches that we don't punish with an eye and a soul for an eye. Now, if an eye for an eye is taken literally, there are times that inflicting this punishment might kill the attacker, in which case we'd be taking an eye and a soul for an eye. It must be that the punishment is only money. Mari asks, maybe we assess and see. If this person can withstand us blind again, we do so. If he can't, then we don't do so. If we assess that he could withstand it and it turns out that he dies in the process, so be it. We have a similar concept where when we meet out uh, the Malchus. Razvidin named Rav said the Pesach says, Pets attackers Potza, which teaches that the attacker must pay for pain even if he also pays for damages. Now, if an eye for an eye is taken literally, why would he pay for the pain he caused. He's punished by undergoing a similar pain when, when his eye is blinded. It must be. Eye refers to a monetary payment. The Gemara says it's not a proof. It may be that an eye for an eye is taken literally, and there is a payment for pain when the attacker has a higher pain tolerance and therefore suffered less than the victim. Rapapa, the name of said the Pasuk of Irapa Irapa teaches that the attacker must pay for the healing even if he also pays for damages. Now, if an eye for an eye is taken literally, why would he have to pay for healing? He's being punished by undergoing a similar injury and must bear a similar cost of healing. It must be an eye refers to monetary payment. The Gemara says it's not a proof. It may be that, that uh, an eye for an eye is taken literally, and there is a payment for healing when the attacker has a quicker healing time than the victim. Ravashi said we learn Xerishov of Tachas from a person that damages an animal to a person that damages a person. Just as in the case of an animal, he's punished with monetary payment, the same as when he damages a person. Fragmer, why don't we instead learn Xerishov of Tachas from a murderer? And just as over there, when uh, we, we take his life for taking his life, so too over here we take his eye for having taken an eye. Mara said we rather learn a case of damage from a case of damage than learn a case of damage from a case of death. Fragmer, we should learn a case of a person from a case of a person rather from than a person from a case of an animal. Ravashi said we learn Xerishov of Tachas from the case of rape, where the punishment is a monetary payment. Payment, and the case is a person who is dam- who damaged. Bryce said, but says an eye for an eye is to be understood actually literally. In fact, he doesn't hold like all the Tanam who brought various proofs that it's not to be taken literally. Ravashi explained he agrees that it's a monetary payment, but he means the attacker pays based on the value of his own eye, not based on the value of the victim's eye. The Gemara says it was once a donkey that cut off the hand of a child. The people went to Rabbi Shmuel and they told him that all five and the Rabbi Shmuel said all five payments that exact people shevet budget have to be paid. Rabbi said, but the animal did the damage, in which case only the damage should be paid. A papa who had thought that it was a person who had inflicted the damage said, if so, let the owner only pay for damages. But they asked him, but we have to assess the child as a slave. He answered, yeah, go and do so. The father said, uh, the father of the child said, I don't want my child to be appraised as a slave. It's degrading. But they said to him, but you're negatively Im- impacting your child by causing him to lose payment. The father said, I'll give him the money instead. Another mice who was once an that chewed off the hand of a child. They went to Rava and he told them to appraise a child as a slave to assess damages. They asked Rava, you've said that any case requiring us to appraise like a slave cannot be adjudicated in Bavil. He answered, I'm saying to do so only in, the, in case the victim seizes assets so that we know how much he may retain from that seizure. 
Rav is following his own reasoning. We find that Rav says that when an animal damages another animal, or when a person damages an animal, we judge such cases in Bavel. However, when a person damages another person, or when an animal damages a person, we don't judge such cases in Bavel. In fact, presumably, we don't judge a second set of cases because the Pesach teaches that we need expert Dayanam Smicha. And in Bavel, we don't have that. The same requirement applies to a case where an animal who is damaged. So, why do we adjudicate those cases in Bavel? Rather, it must be that in the case of a damaged animal, we say that we're doing the Shlichas of Bezneret Yisrael. If so, why don't we say the same thing in the, when, a, when a person is damaged? And for the Gemara, we only do their Shlichas when we're certain as to the amount. When a person is damaged and an appraisal needs to be done, we don't do the shlichas for them. In fact, when an animal is damaged, we're, we're also not certain as to the amount. Rather, we look to the market to establish an amount. Why would a person who is damaged be treated differently? Also, if it's based on certainty, we should judge cases cases of kefal and dal, the hay and bubble, and yet we know that we don't. Mar says we only do the shlichas for the cases of payment, not for cases of penalty. In fact, when a person is damaged, it's payment, not penalty. So why why don't why uh, so we should judge it? After all, we only do the shlichas in common cases. A person damaging another person is not common. In fact, more damages for embarrassment and depreciation are common, so we should do their shlichas and adjudicate in those cases. Mara said we find that Rapapa actually did adjudicate in those cases in Bavel. In fact, more we find that Rav Nachman said that we would not adjudicate those such cases in Bavel. Mara said we only do their shlichas when the cases are common and there's a monetary loss involved, like someone who's trying to collect a loan. However, if it's common but there's no monetary loss involved, or vice versa, we would not adjudicate the case in Bavel. Therefore, a person damaging a person is not adjudicated in Bavel because it's uncommon. A case of embarrassment is not adjudicated in Bavel because there's no monetary loss involved. Is that true that in Bavel we judge cases of an animal damaging another animal? We find that Rava says that we don't judge the case of an ox that damaged in Bavel. Now, this can't be referring to an ox damaged a person because we don't even judge cases of a person damaging a person. So, surely we wouldn't judge a case of an ox damaging a person, which is even less common. Rather, he must be referring to an ox damaging another ox. And we see that we that he says we don't judge such cases in Bavel. After the Gemara, Rava was talking about a case of a tam, which is a penalty, and therefore it's not dealt with in Bavel. The case that he says we do deal with is a case of Shane Regal, where the ox is always considered to be a moid. Mission said, Sire, Kaveh, Bishputai, Misamer. Fact, Mahuzah Tanav Mishnah holds that Sar must be paid even if there's no associated damage. Rav says Benazi, as we find in the Brahis, the Brahis says, Rebbe says a burn was said first in the Pasuk, and Benazi says a burn with a bruise was said first. What's Machle? Because Rebbe says when the Pasuk says Kviya, it refers to a burn without a bruise. So when the Pasuk later says Chabura, it means to teach that the burn stated earlier is only with an associated bruise. Benazi says Kviya on its own means that there is a bruise. So when the Pasuk later says Chabura, it comes to teach that the earlier burn need not have an associated bruise. Rapapa is, it would actually seem to be more opposite though, correct? That Rebbe is the one who holds Kviya on its own, refers where there is a bruise in Benaza, he says it's not in the word Chabur, therefore teaches according to Rebbe that Kfiyah is even without an associated wound. And uh, according to Benaza, there's an associated wound. Versus another way to understand the Machleik is that all agree that Kfiyah refers to a burn with an associated bruise and without, and without one. Machleik is whether we view Kfiyah as a Klal and Chabur as a Prat, since they are separated with the words Petzah Takas Pata. Rebbe says they're not viewed as a Klal or Prat, and therefore Kfiyah even refers to a, where there's no bruise. Benaza said it's Darshan as a Klal or Prat, and therefore Kfiyah is limited to where there's a bruise. According to Rebbe, the word Chabur teaches that if there's a bruise, you would have to pay for damages in addition to paying for pain.